Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
Salem Baptist Church, where Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Backus is our senior pastor and shepherd leader. We want to welcome you, those who are worshiping here in person and those who are worshiping with us in our virtual sanctuary. And we pray something said or done on today will cause you to realize 
that Advent is the reason for the season. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you now for this day. Another opportunity to stand before your throne and praise your holy name. We thank you for all that is and all that is to come. Bless everything that we say and do on this day that you get all honor, glory, and praise. It is in the matchless name of our Lord and risen Savior, Jesus the Christ. And for his sake alone, let us all say together, amen. Our music and fine arts ministry will lead us further in worship.
Sister Elizabeth Hubbard in Clarkston Hospital. Those that stand in the need of additional prayer, Sister Keita Baker, Sister Sharita K. Carter, Sister Sharon Cribs, Sister Sheila Davis, Sister Gladys Dumas, Sister Johnny Griffin, Sister Barbara Hawthorne, and Sister Zoe Jones. Then we have Sister Michelle McLean, Sister Valeria Middlebrook, Sister Mary Steen, Sister Glenette Walker, and Chaplain Crystal Williams. Brother Walter H. Lee, Brother Dwayne Morrow, and Brother Roscoe Secret. Then there are those that stand in the need of prayer due to the loss of a loved one, Trustee Anthony J and Sister Joe J in the loss of his grandmother, Marzell Escott. Reverend Nate and Sister Pat Sumter in the loss of his sister, Catherine Smith. Sister Ida D. Wells, celebration of life will be this coming Saturday, December 18 at 1 p.m. at the Good Shepherd Funeral Home. Let us now go to the Lord in prayer. Have thine own way, O Lord, have thine own way. You are the potter and we are the clay. In this season of Advent, we're all waiting with great expectation, not for gifts under a tree, but for Jesus to come into our lives afresh and renew our salvation and to make certain that we have everlasting life. We are grateful on today, O oh God, that you have saw fit that you allow us to worship you in spirit and in truth. You saw fit to allow us to wake up this morning clothed and in our right mind. You saw fit on today, O oh God, for us to be a blessing to somebody who needs a blessing on today. You saw fit on today, O oh God, to allow us to be the messengers of your message so that a sick and dying world would know that you are yet alive because you live inside each and every one of us. Oh God, we'll thank you, and we're thankful. Thank you for a virtual worship experience. God, we'll thank you for a face-to-face -face worship experience. God, we thank you for the many ways you allow us to reach out and touch somebody that they will know that you and the pardoning of their sin. Oh God, we ask that you look down upon those on our sick and our shut-in list those that are grieving in mind, body, and spirit, and those that are grieving the loss of loved ones even now. Lord, don't forget our shepherd. Although you are our shepherd, 
you've given us a shepherd to tend to us as a flock to lead us and to guide us into your truth and to show us the way by the way he lives his life bless his family bless our officers and members and everybody who calls on the name of Jesus as members of the Salem Baptist Church and those in churches all open all open all over the world now God take control of this worship experience that you get all honor glory and praise this is your servant's prayer it is in Jesus name we pray that every heart who hears and believes let us all say together amen amen and amen Good morning to each of you. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. We have a few announcements that we want to announce into your hearing on today. We ask that you would continue to uh, keep our pastor in your prayer. Uh, I've often said that pastors are human as well. They're not superhuman, and during this time of year, uh, he and his family are reflecting on the life of his mother, and we know that it's always a difficult time, so we ask that um, you continue to keep him in your prayers, he and his family, that you will wrap your arms around him and just show them support. Amen? Amen. Uh, we remind you of your Word for Your Walk broadcast, which is seen each and every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. on the CW Network. We know it will be a blessing for your life. Please tune in each Sunday at 1.30 p.m. on the CW Network. Our annual church business meeting will be Tuesday, December the 14th at 7 p.m. That meeting will be in person here in the sanctuary. We're asking all members to please attend that meeting so that we can discuss the business at hand as we prepare for the year 2022, as well as our centennial celebration of 100 years of ministry here in the Omaha community. We so desperately need you to attend this meeting. There'll be some wonderful information that we want to share with you, and there's some important information that we need to vote on. Amen? Amen. Then on Wednesday, December the 15th, our our monthly corporate prayer meeting will be held virtually. You will receive a Zoom link this week. We're inviting you to uh, tune in to that virtual prayer meeting. As we said a few months ago, 99 and a half just won't do. And we're looking for 100 individuals to sign on to our prayer meeting as we pray for what God would have us to do in the year 2022 as we move toward 100 years of ministry. So we're asking that you would please uh, govern yourselves accordingly on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. As well, as we now into the Christmas season, we know each year, uh, you've heard me say this over the years, we have a wonderful tradition here of supporting our pastor and his family during the holiday season. And we just ask for a special gift that we might be able to give to them collectively as a corporate body. And so at the offering time, if you would please, please on your offering envelope, if you'd like to designate an amount for our pastor and his family, on the line that says other, if you would simply write Christmas gift, or if you would simply put Pastor Backer's name, we will make sure that he and his family receive that just in time for Christmas. If, you res if you're given on one of the electronic platforms, please indicate in the memo section of the various platforms that you might use. And now we move to our tithes and offering. We know that a tithe is simply a tenth of what you and I earn. And over and above our tithe, we are to give sacrificially to the kingdom and to the work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We know that when you give a tithe, that you place yourself under the open windows of heaven, that God might pour you out blessings that you won't have room enough to receive. So we're encouraging you, if you're not a tither, to become a tither. It will be a blessing to your life. I know there are some witnesses in the house on today. Amen? Amen. There are several ways in which you can give your tithes and offering. You may mail your tithes and offering in to the Salem Baptist Church at 3131 Lake Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. You may drop your tithes and offering off at the church Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. There's a secure tithe and offering box located just outside of the administrative offices. You may also visit our website at salembc.org. There's a click to donate button there that will allow you to give your tithe and offering. You may give through one of the electronic platforms, Venmo, Cash App, Givelify, or PayPal. Or you may text your 
uh, offering in to text to give at 402-543-3316. That's 402-543-3316. We know that you will be blessed. For those of you who are worshiping with us in person on today, you will have an opportunity to give your offering as you exit the sanctuary. There will be someone there waiting to receive your offering. And so now we want to repeat our affirmation about what we believe about giving here to Salem Baptist Church. We encourage you to lift your offerings to the Lord and repeat after me. We plant good seed in good soil and we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil and we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. And the people of God said, praise the Lord. We will, we will now continue in worship with our music and fine arts ministry. God bless you.
ministry for leading us so eloquently in worship thus far. Amen. 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 And amen. Our scripture comes from the book of the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 2 verses 20 through 23. Matthew chapter 2 verses 20 change that 19 to 23 and it reads now when Herod was dead behold an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying arise take the young child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who sought the young child's life are dead then he arose took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Achelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. I'd like to use as a sermon subject for today, come and see. Come and see. On today, we are going to follow Jesus to Nazareth. And according to the word, Joseph moved his family from Egypt and back towards Israel. And while Joseph was not told exactly where to go, 
it seems that he was headed back to Judea, the place where Herod the king, who wanted Jesus killed as a newborn baby, was a ruler. And while on his way to Judea, he heard that Archelaus had taken his father's Herod's place on the throne after his death. You see, Archelaus was cut from the same cloth as his father Herod. And according to history and in keeping with the terror imposed by his father, Archelaus executed three thousand Jews for a revolt in which most of them took no part. And so because of Achaelus, Joseph was afraid to go to Judea. But while he pondered where to go, he was warned by God in a dream and directed to the region of Galilee and came to live once again in the town of Nazareth, which was the town where he and Mary were raised. And so God guided Joseph to the north, to Galilee, and settled down in Nazareth. And just so we are clear, Nazareth was not a town of great prominence at the time of the text. Many Roman soldiers lived there, and because of that, inhabitants from neighboring towns looked down upon the Nazarenes as being compromisers and those who consorted with the Gentiles and enemies of the Jews. Although Nazareth was not mentioned in the Old Testament, it was known as a despised town. And because this is where Jesus grew up, he was known as the despised son of Nazareth. It was a conquered city, despised by Rome, despised by the Jewish nation, and despised by everybody throughout the region. And although Jesus was born in Bethlehem, God in his providence ordained that he grow up in Galilee in the despised town of Nazareth. Nazareth was a rough and crude town. And so to be called a Nazarene was often considered an insult. insult. In John 1, 45 and 6, Philip came to Nathanael and said, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael asked smugly, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, Come and see. And so the question for you on today is this. Can anything good come out of your city of birth? Can anything good come from your neighborhood? Or has anything good come out of Omaha? And although we know that it has, your answer should be come and see. Because the truth of the matter is that if people can see something good coming out of Nazareth, your city of birth, your neighborhood, Hood and Omaha, then maybe, just maybe, they can see the possibility of something good coming out of their neck of the woods, regardless of what people may say about where and how they live. You see, as Christians, we've got to demonstrate that the Christmas spirit on a daily basis Basis. We've got to hold one another in our highest 
possibility every day. We've got to extend the same level of grace that God gives us to all people every day. And we've got to show the love that the Lord gives us to those that need it most every time they present themselves. You see, if you're familiar with the story of the woman at the well, you know that as bad as her past had been and as low as she had allowed herself to go, that when she met Jesus, immediately she ran into town and said to everybody that she met, come and see. She said, come and see a man who had changed my life forever and his name is Jesus. And so the driving force behind come and see is all based on allowing Jesus to come into your life and change your heart, your mind, and your soul. It's about allowing Jesus to empower you in such a way that you too will run and tell the story of the good news of Jesus Christ and what the Lord has done for you. And so Jesus went from the house of bread in Bethlehem to the house of bondage and banishment in Egypt to the place of shame, low esteem, and sin in Nazareth. He went from a small place to a strange place to end up in a despised place. But not only that, but when Jesus was crucified, somebody wrote a superscription above him which said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, which is reductio ad absurdum. How could a man from Nazareth be king of the Jews? It was pathetic to them, but it happened without their permission. And so if we're going to be called children of the Most High God and brothers and sisters of the Lord, we've also got to accept the fact that our identity is derived from a place that was despised by almost everybody. And so regardless of where you live on today, regardless of your socioeconomic condition, regardless of your educational attainment and regardless of your political affiliation don't get it twisted because if you are born again child of God your humble beginnings like everybody else who calls on the name of Jesus can be traced back to a town called Nazareth and so not only do we have to live with the shame of Nazareth but we also have to live with the sin of Nazareth. And whether you know it or not, it was because of shame and sin that nobody thought that anything good could come out of Nazareth. But thanks be to God because between the shame and the sin of Nazareth, Jesus emerged as the Savior of the world. Luke 4, 16 and 20, 16 to 22 and 28 and 29 give the details. And it reads, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year 
of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say unto them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness unto him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? Then all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. You see, uh, uh, the folk around Nazareth and in Nazareth rejected Jesus for three reasons. The first reason was they rejected Jesus because the people did not understand the source of his power and his wisdom. You see, according to the chief priests and scribes, Jesus lacked the proper credentials and education and it was hard for them to look past the fact that Jesus was from humble beginnings and from a de despised town. His daddy was a carpenter. His mama was a housewife and they lived in Nazareth. Number two, they rejected Jesus because he was an embarrassment to the people. You see, the people could not imagine that somebody from their own town, hear me somebody, somebody that, 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 that came out of Omaha, somebody that came out of North Omaha, somebody that lived on this side of town, they could not believe that, that somebody they knew and somebody they had known from birth could be the Messiah, the Son of God. You see, the important folk in Nazareth couldn't imagine that somebody who had lived among them could be making the claims that Jesus was making a man who ate with them, drank with them, slept among them, had no right to make such claims, especially without consulting and getting approval from them first. How dare him embarrass us like that, making these sorts of ridiculous claims. The third reason they rejected Jesus was because they did not believe in him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. And as a result, Jesus did very few miracles in Nazareth because of their unbelief. And while this still is true, that familiarity often breeds contempt or less respect the folk in Nazareth did all they could to keep Jesus being identified as one of them. But because of their unbelief and their disbelief, they never were convinced to become identified as one with him. Let me say it like this. They were content with Jesus being one of them, but couldn't bring themselves to see themselves being one with him him. You do understand that when good things come out of North Omaha, people don't want to have nothing to do with it. When good things come out of North Omaha, it doesn't make the newspaper, but when good things come out of North Omaha, it doesn't make the tweet or the Twitter, but let something bad happen. It's on every news station. It's on every tabloid. Everybody's talking about all the bad things that come 
out of North Omaha, but what we've got to do is tell people to come and see the good things that's going on in North Omaha because the people of North Omaha have got Jesus in their lives. And when you've got Jesus, you've got everything. And so I don't know about you, but it's been my experience that unbelief results in bitter fruit and sometimes no fruit at all. Unbelief hurts the unbeliever's family, friends and neighbors, and unbelief hurts the mission of God who sent his only begotten son to the world for your benefit and mine. And so as you prepare to wrap, Chris, wrap up Christmas in the next few weeks, uh, make sure that you are not ashamed that your spiritual roots uh, came from Nazareth. Make sure you are not among those folk for whom Christ has come, but they have rejected him. Christ offered them life, but they refused it. Christ brought them healing, but they refused remain sick. Christ brought them sight, but they remained blind. Christ brought them deliverance, but they remained in bondage. Christ brought them freedom, but they remained in a personal prison, all because Jesus came from the despised town of Nazareth, and they did not believe in him. You see, if your spiritual roots come out of Nazareth, then you've got to believe that all things are possible for those who trust and believe in Jesus Christ. You've got to believe that little becomes much when placed in the master's hand, regardless where you come from. And you've got to believe that when your spiritual roots are grounded in Nazareth and you are a follower of Jesus, the last shall be first and the first shall be last in the kingdom and God and what this means is that it's not where you're from but it's where you're gonna spend eternity you see John 1 and 10 reminds us that he, Jesus, was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to what was his own people and his own people received him not. And so not only do we have the shame of Nazareth and the sin of Nazareth, but for some of us, who continue to trust and believe we have the savior of Nazareth. You see, Nazareth was the place where Emmanuel, which means God with us, was brought up as a child. Nazareth was the place where the son of man was raised as the son of a woman, just like everybody else. Nazareth was the place where as a man, Jesus revealed humanity in the flesh, yet at the same time, he revealed God's divinity in the spirit. Nazareth was the place where Jesus would go from being raised high and to one who would come down low. You know, without science and learning, he shed more light on matters of humanity and divinity than all the philosophers and scholars combined. Without the eloquence of school, he spoke words of life that were never spoken before or since. Without writing a single line, he set more pens and keypads in motion and furnished more themes for more sermons, orations, discussions, learned volumes, works of art, and songs of praise in the whole army of great men and women of ancient and modern times. And somebody said, why? It's because of the power of God. 
Pastor Gordy Curley says, Jesus began his ministry by being hungry, yet he is the bread of life. Jesus ended his earthly ministry by being thirsty, yet he is the living water. Jesus was weary, yet he is our rest. Jesus paid tribute, yet he is the king. Jesus was accused of having a demon, yet he went around casting out demons. Jesus wept, yet he wipes away our tears. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver, yet he redeemed the world. Jesus was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, yet he is the good shepherd. Jesus was bruised for our iniquity, but by his stripes we are healed. Jesus was crucified unto death, yet his death destroyed the power of death unto salvation. And with all of these accomplishments by Jesus, everybody, and I mean Lottie, body, and everybody should want to come and see what Jesus can do. And so as you unwrap Christmas this year, as I said on last week, I want you to be clear that there can be no Christmas without Christ. And I'm not talking about the words. I'm talking about the gift of God, born of a virgin with humble beginnings in a lowly stable and raised in a despised city called Nazareth. I want you to know that no matter the size or cost of your gift, it can come from Louis, it can come from Coach, it can come from Bentley, it can come from, from the other cars, it can come, it can be a trip to outer space, no matter what the cost of your gift, God's gift to you in Jesus Christ is always greater and will last from everlasting to everlasting. And even if nobody thinks enough of you to give you a card or, or a gift to unwrap, just remember, you can always unwrap the gift of Jesus and set him free in your life. And because Jesus is the savior of the world, means that we've got to recognize his salvation in our lives. We've got to receive him into our hearts because salvation is a person and his name is Jesus. And that's my request for you today. This is my request to invite somebody to come and see. Come and see that Jesus is the King of Kings who still lives today. Invite somebody to come and see that he can forgive your sin and give you joy, peace, hope, and love. Invite somebody to come and see that he can take your old life and give you new life in his name. Invite somebody to come and see that this child born in a manger, adored by the Magi, stolen away to Egypt, the object of a massacre, and the one called the Nazarene is more important than any other person, fact, or event in history, and he's still changing and transforming lives on today. Just look around the sanctuary. You know where you were when he found you. You know what you were doing when he saved you. So you know that you saw Jesus for who he was. And so when we look at this Jesus, we know that if we invite somebody to come and see, they'll be blessed. And when they are blessed, they'll know that they can trust in his word and they can think it not robbery to unwrap his gift of grace and mercy not only on Christmas, but every day of their lives. So hark! 
the herald, angels sing, Jesus, the light of the world, glory to the newborn king, Jesus, the light of the world, and we'll walk in the light, beautiful light, somewhere the dewdrops of mercy shine bright, shine all around us by day and by night, Jesus, the light of the world. We sang that when all the baby in Sunday school. We'll walk in the light, beautiful light. Somewhere the dewdrops of mercy shine bright, shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. Sing it with me, yes. Walk in the light. Yeah. Somewhere the dewdrops, mercy shine bright. Shine all around us. One more time. Don't you feel it in your spirit? Come and see. Walk in the light. Beautiful light, somewhere the dewdrops of mercy shine bright, shine all around us day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world, and he came from Nazareth. God bless you, and amen. Invite somebody to come and see what the Savior of the world has done in your life. Invite them to come and see how he's made a difference in your neighborhood. Invite him to come and see how he has set you free. If you're here on today and you're without a church home, want you to, as you leave, worship on today, there'll be deacons standing outside at our information station to receive your information. Or if you're in our Zoom worship experience, our virtual worship experience, and you need prayer, you want to join the church, just call us at 402-455-1000, option 3. That's 402-455-1000, option 3. There'll be deacons available to answer your call, pray with you, and get the necessary information that is needed to make you a member of the Salem Baptist Church. And while you're making up your mind, we want our praise and worship ministry to lead us in a song of invitation. with her husband, Vince. Give them a hand clap of praise. Thank you for being here. And we pray that God bless you in your journey toward Congress. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for allowing us to come and see. Thank you for allowing us to receive Jesus into our hearts and into our lives. And now unto him who's able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before an all-wise God with exceeding great joy to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power 
now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say together, amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated, and you will be uh, escorted out of the sanctuary at the direction of our ushers. And never forget that the best season of your life is just ahead. 